Hey everybody and welcome back to Murder Blows. I was gonna give you a horrible shitty punk rock rendition of Old Anxime. Old Ang Okay, I don't know how the song is pronounced or what it actually means, but I know they sing it at New Year's. Boom! Uh if you're hearing this, is this the first episode of 2020? Yes. Ah, thanks. That was from our sponsors. Actually, it wasn't, but you'll hear more from them later. Uh, if you couldn't tell by the super awkward intro, I'm Violet, back awkward as ever. New year, same old me. Uh, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Maisie, Sasha, and Cody in spirit. That's right. Um, Sasha is going to take us on a wild, literally wild ride. And since we missed Cody this week, it definitely has some of uh, Cody's conspiracy theories. Um, so strap on your murder pants and get ready to dive into some wild kidnapping and uh, me throwing a lot of shade at uh, shitty communist governments. Roll that intro music. It was delivered to the wrong post office, so I took a bus ride for an hour to go to the wrong post office, but I didn't know that yet until I got there, and they were like, you're at the wrong post office. Turns out the one I needed to go to was four seconds from my house. That's fine. I'm just really excited about it. That's my day. (laughs) (laughs) And that was my day. Uh, bam, 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 bam. what you can't see is Maisie is wearing a linen type apron with pockets uh-huh. that she suffered for and now is wearing to make up for the suffering. Yep, I'm going to wear it for the rest of my life. I want to be buried in it. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> On God. Bet. <laughs> um, okay, so for once I'm not going to ask if we're recording because I used context clues <laughs> um <laughs> i know look at me 2020 i'm a whole woman a okay. whole new woman <laughs> before 2020 she was only 78 percent of a woman <laughs> up to you to decide what that other part is three-fourths a cup of a woman now i'm a whole the other was just garbage horror movies what i was um, gonna say but- yeah. <laughs> Like that probably more, probably more positive. Been a little improvising um, there in the middle. My arms cool, are so cool. because of my New Year's resolution. Are you lifting again, bro? It hurts so much. <laughs> okay, it's fine. I'm done complaining. It's like this isn't a complaint. This is a description. It's like this part of your body, the side under your arms, but attached to your body still. So fucking sore. I hate it. That's it. I did you move that couch in your room? We did. Okay. I was like, I was in that room, and that's not what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah is now addicted to a space VR game, so he needed space to be a VR in space. Oh, so I we see. We had to make space for the VR game. I like it. Yeah, he's doing space exploration. It takes up about 60% of his time. <laughs> okay, but VR is so scary. Like, it's cool and all. Well, okay, I'll say the only thing I've ever done that was VR was, like, a haunted house. Oh, hell no. And what? I no. was already outside in a bathing suit because I almost peed my pants, so. 
Yeah, it was very scary. Why were you outside playing VR? Wanted, we were at... It's for John's family thing. Okay. And one of his cousins got the new, like, phone with the VR headphone, whatever, and oh my god, it was so scary. <laughs> the only scary experience I've had, and it's so funny because, like, your rational brain is still there. Yeah. You're like, but this isn't a... really me on this roller coaster. Right. It was a tightrope across a canyon. No! But I could not put one foot in front of the other. My body was like, oh, hell no, we are not dying today. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny that you know that you're not in the canyon. <laughs> you are. And I've seen someone do it where they just step sideways and they're, like, floating in air and they don't fall. Like, there's no animation, but, like, body wasn't having it. And your brain does such weird things to you. So true. I can't actually imagine doing that because okay of all the things i'm not afraid of fun fact i mean and there's a lot of things i'm not afraid of that i feel like i should be afraid of but i am terrified of heights like so bad to the point when i see people up high it makes me want to throw up Ooh, yeah like even in movies and stuff in big hero six when they're flying over the city i thought i was going to be sick Aw, that's so cute, though. <laughs> I was like, this is supposed to be so magical. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I am not afraid of heights, but I am afraid of dying. <laughs> See, not afraid of that. <laughs> I don't care if I die from the heights. I just don't like being there. <laughs> I think that's probably like an anxiety thing, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I'm afraid. Of, I'm not afraid of being or the after party. I'm afraid of being at the party. I don't know. I see uh, what you mean there. Yeah. Hey, but you survived Vlogmas. You it was did. so much fun. Oh my what? god. You had fun at Vlogmas? Killed it. I mean, it was a lot. I needed <laughs> to sleep more. Yeah. For sure. But I like that I literally have 25 days of my life documented in a row. That's really cool. That is pretty cool. And then one of them, John, is just like, I farted. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I would cut that out. I, I did cut out a lot of John, but. <laughs> he secretly loves the camera. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't want my picture taken. And then you take his picture. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, turns into Zoolander all of a sudden. Okay, wait. The all of me loves all of you Instagram situation. Oh, my God. Okay. What happened? So, New Year's Eve. Okay, this is this is a whole story because it ended up being pretty hilarious. John's like, okay, my coworker's having a party. We should go to it because we have some mutual friends that will also be there. So, like, it'll be fine. So we go, and there... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone besides John and I and the two friends we went with were over 50. Oh. So um, then two more of our friends came that were in our age group. So you had six people under 30 and everyone else was over 50. It's um, a big gap. It is a big gap. But it was, it was at this guy's house who's a realtor and he has such a beautiful home. There's like there was a game room downstairs with like a pool table. They had a sauna. They had a massage room. What? <laughs> like real Jeffree Star's new house type of shit. And no, I'm just kidding. Oh Not God. that. But anyway, um. So they had karaoke, and uh, at first it was just a lot of the older people that started it, you know, go off. A lot of Metallica. Uh, I never okay. want to hear Inter Sandman sang by a, a white man again. Uh, 
and then we got up there and started playing like Lizzo and <laughs> like yeah. John Legend and like all the more contemporary stuff. But anyway, um, you know, we were a little bashful at first. Well, John gets up there. He sings Scrubs by TLC first. Yes. By himself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he uh, gets up there with his friend Corey, who is ultimately John's hype man. They were just each other's <laughs> hype men all night. And they sang All of Me by John Legend, which is way too long of a song if John Legend isn't singing it. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. It was really funny, though, because we were, like, swearing and drinking and cursing in front of people that are our grandparents' age. But we didn't care because we'd never see him again. So that was 2020. <laughs> yeah, so it's 2019. And fuck it. It's over now. Everything yeah. in 2019 is in 2019. You guys literally had an OK Boomer New Year's. Yeah. We really did. <laughs> Technically no. Technically they're the generation after, but still. Uh no, they're they're pretty boomery cuz they kept calling us Boomer. millennials. To me, oh yeah, if you start calling millennials. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but like but we uh, call them the boomers. And then they were like, "I'm the boomer and I'm proud." And I'm like, "Okay." Oh, well then they're a hundo boomers. I said, "Okay, boomer." Oh my god. What about your all new years? <laughs> Um, beat that <laughs> yeah no definitely can't i think this is my first like sober new year's in forever but not for from like lack of trying oh i wasn't oh. like oh let's do this sober i was like okay. i bought three bottles of champagne let's go and then i fell asleep after we watched the grudge and then we were watching friends and i was like oh friends is leaving netflix and i fell asleep for like 15 minutes then we got up fed the animals and then uh cheers we were gonna watch the ball drop but it had dropped an hour prior in new york so all the streams were over <laughs> so i love it you're just like oh happy new year's Wah! and then we went to bed right sick it was great it was great i hope that is you know they say how you spend like your new year's eve is how your new year is gonna go so i hope mine is just very chill <laughs> i don't know what mine means then <laughs> you're gonna fight boomers all 2020 that's right. Call me Greta. I like it. Call me Greta. We. I tried to get drunk. Yes. Yeah, I fell asleep. It's hard. I. Well, it's pretty tipsy, to be completely honest. It was nice. We watched The Mandalorian. I found a new YouTube channel called You Suck at Cooking. Oh, love that. So good. I like that up later. Mm. Yo, please do. It's this guy, and he. Literally sings, you suck at cooking, yeah, you totally suck. And then he'll teach you how to do something, but, like, badly. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, writes a music video with dogs jumping around at the end. It's great. Okay. They're also, like, between four and ten minutes, so great. Wonderful. Love it. Easy, not invested content. Oh, so not invested. So good. I feel like um, that's the dangerous stuff, though. Yes. Like, now I, I want to watch all of his videos, and I've only watched, like, 10 out of 90. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're only 10 minutes long. And then you're there for three hours, and you're like, Yeah, 900 well, minutes later. Now I know Princess Nokia's skincare routine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. <laughs> yep. I fell asleep during Jeremiah's choice of YouTube video, which was The Brief History of the World. To be fair, it was only 16 minutes long. Whoa. 
and started before the dinosaurs. There was a whole fucking time before the dinosaurs. I didn't know that. Anyway, um, I fell asleep during that. Not out of lack of interest, more out of alcohol. And then <laughs> alcohol and being almost 30. Uh, I woke up at 11.45, we kissed, and I went to bed. It was great. Love it. Perfect. It's lovely. It's lovely. Yeah. Wait, I have a list. Okay. I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> things to talk about. A list? On the podcast. Oh. I know. Sometimes I find things I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to bring that up. Sasha already kind of did bring it one up in the group chat, so we don't have to talk about that one. Um, About that actress. Yes. Oh, I was like, curiosity peaked. Oh. You were there. I was. Okay, so um, I only wrote one thing on the list, but it was attached to another thing on, on the same... I accidentally... I must have just been in a hurry, so I didn't forget it, because I will... I mean, out of sight, out of mind. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I should note that I just added it to the same list of l things that I make or things that I write down through the day to show Eric when I get home or vice versa. That's so cute. So, talking about this gnarly serial killer merchandise that I saw is also on the same list as me wanting to tell Eric that Ezekiel Elliott, which is a football player, looks like an Ewok. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so also if you aren't googling this right now, to I was gonna say it. I gotta. Don't don't you worry. We'll make sure to send this to Maisie. For Li listeners, social. if you're driving, don't look it up. But everybody else, please take this moment to look it up. I think his name is Ezekiel Elliott. Just type in Ezekiel Elliott Ewok, and boom. Someone's already oh, done it. It's not wrong. <laughs> it's just his teeth, though. That's not very fair. Mm, I think his eyes as well. And head shape and cheeks. Yeah. It's I the way think. the beard is on the cheeks, I feel like. <laughs> Dear Ezekiel, please Hey, you okay. could look worse. Wow, the internet really took this by storm. They went yeah. for it. Okay. The Photoshop dies, I fucking hate. Yeah, it's. I love the people. Ewok with the face photoshopped into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw that's the one I wanted to send to the group. Into yeah. that. But. In the Ewok on the football player. That's funny, too. Yes, I agree. Because Ewok's in. I would watch Ewok football. <laughs> well, so this website called. Uh, cheeseburger with a Z has his name is Ezekiel Ezekiel Ewok Elliot. <laughs> so I they put Wok in the middle of his last name. Now I know is what it I can ask cheeseburger or just regular cheeseburger.com. Uh, we'll see. Cheeseburger.com. I can have cheeseburger.com was just like cats, right? Which is it was cat, cat memes, yeah. Really? Is it still up? I need to know. I do too. I need to know. Um, but tell us about the serial killer merchandise. So, I found it very... I gotta give a shout out to mm -hmm. one of my oldest YouTube subscriptions, Sarah Hawkinson. Oh, yeah. Because the same day I saw this, she posted a video... And she saw the exact same piece of merchandise that I saw that I was so livid about 
that I don't know how I held in to save to the podcast. So I rarely, huh? No, you're good. I'm excited. I think I think I was either on the Murder Blows Instagram or maybe just on like my Instagram, seeing how uh, uh, the girls from Rock of Love were doing, because that's what I have my personal Instagram account for. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so I got an ad recommendation, and it was these like very like trendy like wine mom looking t-shirts like one of them was like murder and merlot but then oh. like one of the panels was literally i kid you not the most disgusting thing i've ever seen it said black dahlia on it and on it was the black dahlia crime scene photos oh no yeah i hate it um yeah. if you were on the murder Bowl's instagram you have full permission to unfollow people because for a while uh i followed anyone back that had like anything true crimey mm-hmm. and there was a t-shirt company that followed us and uh i went to follow them back and i started to look at some of their merch and i just did not like it it was a lot of stuff like that a oh, lot yeah. of like you know not so much crime scenes on a t-shirt but Good lord. Yeah. It was just like puns with victims' names. Like, oh, no. Yes. Like, why? No, why? No. Well, and Eric and I were at Scarefest and we were looking at all this like super cool merchandise. And I really almost bought a couple things from this one booth. And then one of the things was um, the Kool Aid Man, but with Jim Jones' face on it. Ooh. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. like, I don't know. I just. I don't know if I'm too sensitive or what, but I just think it's so tacky. Like, people died through that, you know? I don't know. It's tacky and rock. I feel like there's definitely a line, yeah. Um, I'm not big on to, like, real serial killers. We went to one of my favorite stores in this area, and I love it so much, but I will say that, like, I can't stand some of the, like, almost, like, serial killer glorification that I feel like they have, you know? Like, I bought these really cute Valentines with, like, Elvira and the twins from The uh, the Shining and the girl from The Ring. Like, they were all females in horror. Mm-hmm. And uh, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. They're very cute, though. Like, they're adorable. And uh, I was looking at all the other ones. They had, like, different slashers and stuff, and I really liked them. Uh, but one was like real killers it's like john mm. wayne gacy marilyn not marilyn manson good god sorry marilyn uh charles manson um, you know stuff like that richard ramirez and there's like a whole underground of like tumblr and tiktok too where they like obsessively like romanticize like uh school shooters and serial See, killers those are the people that should be murder victims no offense but um (laughs) that's just not it's just odd to me like because most of them are like younger girls i feel and i'm like like girls love ted bundy girls also love the columbine shooters why that's a big one on tumblr if i am ever looking for like like a meme to post on the instagram Mm -hmm. and i go to tumblr i'm like oh i can only do it for so long because most <laughs> of it, most of it is the Columbine shooters. I'm like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. It's so gross. Gross. 
Yeah. Keep your gross off the internet. You know what we do fully endorse? Oh, Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, I do. We fully endorse buying people Christmas presents from Arcadian and Blank Slate Labs. Did you receive a present this year from someone you weren't expecting a present for and now need to get a rebuttal present because you weren't prepared? Don't worry. Blank Slate Labs has a scruffy hands that will cure even the worst scaly elbows, which I have sometimes. That's very Uh, true. I do it all the time. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, And they also have wonderful pomades in all kinds of varieties and textures based on what you want to do with your hair and what your hair wants to do with you. For example, there is a clay matte pomade that I absolutely love. It just keeps like everything together. And so my hair, when it dries naturally, just like imagine an afro, but just hair everywhere. Um, If I layer some of that on my hair while it's still wet, everything chills. It's great. And then when I'm not taking care of my hair and my elbows, I like to use a little sweet and salty scrub before I shave. So that way I am exfoliated. Sometimes I do it after I shave. It depends. Uh, Exfoliated and moisturized, though, it makes for a very nice, very clean shave. Just saying, my legs are like glass right now. The good news is, you can check out both these companies on Instagram, at Blank Slate Labs, or at Arcadian official and then you can check out their stores online at acadiangrooming.com and blakesightlabs.com and use code murderblus all over case for 15% off get you a revenge present a revenge present valentine's day that's a thing that happens oh and you know what you do or you might do on valentine's day is kiss your significant other your so your buddy on the cheek. I don't know how you live your life. Your buddy. Uh, but I'll tell you what. We'll make Normalize friendship buddy. intimacy. Uh, Unless you're Violet, don't touch her. <laughs> also, know your boundaries. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's going on my tombstone. <laughs> Normalize your boundaries. intimacy. Unless you're Violet, don't touch her. <laughs> Wonder I wonder if it's like get a luggage tag that says don't touch me. I love it. Oh, buy me one. I will okay. be luggage. <laughs> uh, no, don't buy. It. Anyways, uh, when you go to kiss your special someone, you're not so special someone, your 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 buddy that you call up when you need a favor on Valentine's Day because you're sad, uh, consensually. <laughs> you you're gonna want to have your lips very, very soft and the lip scrub. Uh, AKA Violet's number one shower snack. <laughs> number two is macaroni. Um, <laughs> I just saw Macy do it. I have questions. <laughs> Nothing like some macaroni in the bathtub. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, that is also the thing that I stand by the most. But I'm also really into the grapeseed balm. I just, I don't know. Oh I'm very. Goodness very Ron Swanson about products and if I don't like it, I won't endorse it. Uh, so you heard it first. Um, three out of four girls that murder blows. I'm sure the fourth one would say the same though. Oh, Cody's not here tonight, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sad because I got a conspiracy theory case and I needed her. I kind of have one too. Like it's not like Ooh. major, but yeah, like there's it's, is yours we'll bring unsolved? The Cody to you. 
Yeah. Uh, it's unsolved in the way that I don't want to spoil it, but yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. Are we ready? I I'm ready. Are we diving uh, right in? It's all ready. Sasha, why don't why don't you lead us out? Why don't you lead us? Take us away on a I on a it. murderific journey. I fell into a hole way bigger than I thought it was going to be. We love holes. Yes. All right. What does a couple riding their bikes to the beach, a couple kissing at at Lover's Lane, a 13-year-old girl, a 72-year-old security guard, a Thai woman visiting Macau, four Lebanese women, 4,000 South Koreans, uh, a Romanian artist, American soldiers, and a South Korean actress and her ex-husband, a South Korean film director, have in common. Ooh, ooh, I know, I know. Violet doesn't want to be touched by any of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is true. But. Um, well, they were all mysteriously kidnapped by North Korea. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Okay. In the late, this all happened in the late 1970s into the 1980s and beyond. Um, so I'm going to tell you some details for some of these stories. Uh, cause that's what I have. And then. I'm going to finish it with the story of the actress and the film director and then just kind of explain what was happening question mark. So the first four, so the couple riding bikes to the beach, the couple at Lover's Lane, the 13 year old girl and the security guard all disappeared from coastal towns in Japan. So friendly Japanese friends. Uh, I think the security guard was the first person to disappear. One really sad thing about uh, Japan specifically, but most of Asia, is the suicide rate is out of control because there's not real good mental health support quite yet um, in all of those places. I mean, fuck, look at America. <laughs> We're still normalizing therapy. Uh, but And one way to get out of debt or to fix any kind of like bad standing you have in your family is to kill yourself. So the South Korea... South I'm sorry, this Japanese security guard was in his 70s, I believe, and he went on vacation and then just, like, never returned. And people were like, eh, probably killed himself. A little bit depressing there, but whatever. Um, the couple that were kissing at Lover's Lane, they... The car was still there. Unlocked. No signs of struggle. Question mark. Uh... The 13-year-old girl was walking home from school. Her name, I have it. I don't want to give people names. Uh, her name was Megumi Yokata, and she was walking home from school and then just didn't appear at home at the normal time. It's very common for kids to walk on their own um, or take trains or buses by themselves. It's not weird, but they used scent-seeking dogs, and she was last smelled 800 feet from her house. So something happened. That's super close to your front door to disappear, in my feel, in my personal opinion. And then there was the couple Kaoru Hasui. Oh my gosh, Hasuike 
and Yukiko Okuo, um, who were 20 and 22 respectively. In July of 1978, they were going to see a fireworks festival on the beach. They rode their bikes, um, and they were approached by four men and then never seen again. That's not true. They were seen again. Uh, so what happened in these two's situation was the four men approached them and they were like, hey man, do you have a light? And they were like, no, sorry. Um, and then they drugged them, like kidnapped them and threw them in bags and put them on a boat. They were sailed to North Korea, uh, and kept apart. So each of them were told that the other one was killed. And so they lived that way for 18 months. Ironically, they were both in the same compound, which is fucking terrifying. Uh, during their days uh, in the compound, by them, but independent by themselves, they were told to like keep a journal. They were watched 24-7 by these people. They were only allowed to read censored newspapers. They had to write in a journal every day. Um, and they basically just did the same thing over and over again. Um... After 18 months of this monotony, they were told that the other one was still alive. And so they allowed them to move in together. And I think within three days, they were married. Three weeks, maybe. Between three days and three weeks. Hello, expert journalism. Um, and so they got married. And the best gift that you can give to someone in North Korea as a wedding present is land. Because all of it is already government-owned. So it's not like you can go buy a plot and like build your own house. So... The North Koreans gave them a all-concrete house <laughs> to live in, um, but they still were not allowed to, like, do anything exciting. Like, for example, the journals they would keep were, like, what time they woke up, what they ate, what they exercised, and then when they went to bed. And the find or the minders is what they're called, the people that were watching over them to make sure they didn't escape. They were like, don't you have anything else to write? And he was like, this is how I see my day. And they like never mentioned it again. So real creepy. Eventually they were given work to translate stuff from Japanese to Korean, which is very interesting because a lot of Koreans spoke Japanese because the Japanese government, the imperial Japanese government had like occupied korea like recently like within recent years so everyone can sp speak japanese but they pretended they couldn't it was yeah <laughs> so um that's oh not the end of their story hold on so north korea says that they those two were two of 13 japanese people kidnapped um Japan says there's 17 of them. At the time, the person that was in charge of negotiating for their return was uh, Shinzo Abe, who ended up being the prime minister afterwards. And I think he is the current prime minister. A lot of people uh, accused him of using this as, like, a way to gain clout. But he was like, uh, okay, <laughs> these are our people. I'm sure that's exactly how he said it. But he helped negotiate for the return of five of them. Oh, I forgot the important part. During their time there, uh, Kaoru and other kidnapped Japanese couples had um, had kids while they were there. And this was like part of North Korea's plan to like keep them attached to the country. 
And so they negotiated for their return, and five of them were allowed to go home, five out of the 13 or 17, whatever you believe. Uh, and they were, like, told that they must come back, but they were already in Japan, and the, uh, the future prime minister, Mr. Abe, I think he was, like, the foreign relationships liaison. I'm not sure what his title was. Um... He had to find out a way to keep them there without hurting North Korea's feelings because the whole world was in on this. Like, the, the news stories were crazy. Like, hello, a country kidnapped your people? Like, not for being soldiers, not for being any anything other than available. <laughs> so, insane flex. And uh, so Shinzo Abe spent this story as that, like, North Korea had a change of heart and let them stay home. But they had to leave their kid behind for two years before they were able to negotiate the return of their child. So, WTF, could you imagine leaving your kid behind? No, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, Megumi, the girl who disappeared from her house, North Korea says that she committed suicide. Um after being like treated for a mental illness like she had real bad depression geez i wonder why but there are other accounts of people that were in the same count camp that said she married a north korean and like had a kid and stayed so may or may not be dead question mark so <laughs> let's move on to some soldiers it's insane um, so there were some soldier defectors that were serving in Korea that didn't want to be there. They were on the other side of the demilitarized zone in South Korea, and I think they just, like, got fed up of this whole war thing, and they would, like, stick their hands up in the air and take, like, the biggest steps they could across the demilitarized zone into North Korea, where they were captured. Uh, they were actually prisoners of war, but... They were taught, like, they were kept okay, and the primary reason for them being able to stay in health was that they needed to be actors in propaganda movies where they would play the Western villain. Did you say these were U.S. soldiers? Yeah. Oi. Oui. Um. So, when they weren't being villains <laughs> in propaganda movies, they were teaching English to Koreans. They said that they wouldn't correct their English, though, ever, and then they would teach them wrong words if they got too bored. So, pretty funny. I mean, that's fair. I feel like people, like, when you're like, oh, what's this word in Spanish? They're like, I'll tell you what word it is. You ninny. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, North Korea was trying to come up with a way to keep these soldiers there, so they ended up forcing them to pair with other foreign women that were being kept in the camps. Um and having children so they wouldn't have like a reason to go back home craziness all right i think that gives us that gets us to the film producer and the actress and i am going to apologize my pronunciation of korean names is super bad <laughs> so bad is okay not but in all fairness no shade but that language is so wild to me like, anytime I watch a Korean film, I'm just like, I, I'm useless. I'm truly, absolutely useless when it comes to Korean. I can, like, 
pronounce Japanese names, okay. And I'm not a, a worldly woman. <laughs> I'm just a weeb. Um. <laughs> I can tell you what the super cool thing about the Korean language is, though. The circles? I love them, but <laughs> no. I love their alphabet so much. Um, what do you mean? Is that like a letter? There are lots of circles in all of the symbols. Yes, yeah, um, I guess I gotta look it's it very up. similar to, to like it yeah, it's very similar to like the Japanese like kanji or hiragana. Ah, hiragana, ah. yes, but with circles. Yeah. So because Korea kept getting invaded a bunch, uh, they didn't really have a great language. Um, it was like 98% of the country couldn't read, which is real bad. Um, they spoke like they couldn't write the Chinese characters, but they spoke Chinese because that's who invaded them the mostest. Um, and so the king at the time, king or king equivalent, was like, fuck this. We are having our own language. And he created a new alphabet with like phonetic symbols and like made the literacy rate almost 100% in like less than a decade. So, that's how the Korean language got created. Wow. Yeah. Good job. I'm proud. Love it. I'm going to take a breather. Drinking my 86th ounce of water today. Um, While you're taking a breather, I found a beer today. You don't have to keep this in, obviously. But uh, from Monday Night Brewing 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 there we go okay uh, in atlanta georgia and it's called han brolo <laughs> I love and it. it's got lightsabers and like the little like hang loose or whatever hang tight i don't hang know hang 10 i don't know Surf's but up. it's very delicious if you like a pale ale and star wars so i recommend that like one of those things i also to your, like one of those things to, to, to your husband's <laughs> That's fair. We started rewatching all Star Wars because they're on Disney Plus. That's not related. Okay. Anyway. But you're probably going to watch The Mandalorian, so that makes sense. John's already watched it, but I <sighs> hadn't seen all of the movies and I really wanted to watch them in order because I didn't remember a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So far, so good. Tight. Let me know see. when you get to Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him over the shoulder. Does it mean it's been shoved into my face? Oh, I love him. Did I, did I tell you I had a coworker that's like, can you crochet a baby Yoda? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> don't know, pumpkins, yes, baby Yoda. Give me, mm. give me till next Christmas. Let me, I'll let you know. It's like the only cute thing I enjoy. I have a pop socket. Anyways. It's insane how much she enjoys it. I baby Yoda, it. a breather. <laughs> I enjoy everything cute. I saw a regular Yoda and I was like, wow, he looks like an old man. <laughs> and I was like, forever. I don't remember him wow. sounding like that. <laughs> <laughs> like a Muppet who smoked cigarettes since they were a baby puppet? <laughs> well, so the first time you see him is when uh, Luke Skywalker crashes his... On Dagobah. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And with R2-D2 and that like swamp thing and he's like... <laughs> He's like going through his food. And I was like, what? Love Yoda. I love it. Okay, My anyway. favorite Yoda is Yoda riding Luke's back. Piggyback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's cute. I mean, second favorite baby Yoda is my favorite. Am I going to cut this all out and put it at the beginning of the next episode? Maybe. <laughs> On the next episode of Murder Blows. Okay. <clears throat> Sweet. Are we ready for part two? Yeah, game on. Hoof. All right. In 
the 60s and 70s, there was a very famous South Korean actress named Choi Yun-hee, I believe. Sorry, if not, um, she was super great and well-loved and uh, ended up marrying a film director, and his name is Sheen Song-ook. Fingers crossed. Um, So that was great. Their relationship was wonderful. Until it wasn't, and they got divorced in the late 70s, I believe, like 1977, 78, in that area. And uh, Choi's uh, career wasn't doing super, super hot. So she was looking for a way to get better. And all of a sudden, this Hong Kong businessman was like, hey, I want you to direct some films for me. Why don't you come to Hong Kong and we can talk about it? And Sheen is like, they remain friends, by the way. Um, healthy, healthy divorce, if that's possible. Um, and Sheen was like, hey, not to be a fucking raging asshole, but you're an actress, not a film director. Doesn't this feel weird to you? And she's like, I can do it my damn self, and went to Hong Kong. I don't know. She probably wasn't that sassy. I don't, I don't know. She's pretty cool. Anyway, <laughs> she goes to Hong Kong. She's being shown the sights. Everything's wonderful. Uh, and they're not really talking business. And so she's like, uh, let's talk some business, man. I'm here for business. Hong Kong is really cool, but, uh, I want to direct some movies. And he was like, sure, sure, sure. Let's go to this last site. And they go there and they're like, yeah, the thing I want to show you is just like a 10 minute ride across the bay. And she's like, why do we have to take the boat to be completely fair hong kong is a giant bay city and you do take lots of ferries to the other side if you want to do that instead of taking the train there's also a train that goes under the water which is fucking cool not that you can see it because you're in tunnel of death anyway well potential death i don't think anyone's died in the tunnel uh so she gets in the boat and they bind her put her in a bag and sail her to north korea surprise i'm sure everyone is super surprised right now um, and she is very, treated very well. Uh, the first person she meets off the boat in North Korea is Kim Jong-un. Ill. No, crap. Which one's the dad? Ill. Kim Jong-il. Okay. The dad is un. She More like Ill. Kim Jong-ew. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Go on. Oh, like, we're already putting ourselves on a, ri- a list by having this episode, but... Oh, I will, she said. Game on. I liked the interview. So, I didn't watch the interview. Uh, It's okay. You don't have to. Is Streamweavers coming back? (laughs) Um, Sweet. So, the first person she meets is Kim Jong-il, who at the time wasn't the current reigning emperor, question mark, whatever they call themselves. Um... He was actually, like, the leader of, like, arts and recreation. (laughs) And so no one in North Korea is allowed to watch Western films because it gives them bad ideas, right? Uh, Except for Kim Jong-il, apparently. And he was like, look, our videos and our film culture is terrible. We need to hire someone to make Western-style films for North Korea. Because we're going to enter international film festivals and get really popular and people are going to want to invest into our country one thing about the whole like north korea situation is that a lot of people are starving 
um, because they're not getting like exports or imports. Uh, it's a very hard to sustain model. And like, I think over the last two decades, like 10% of the population has died of famine. So fucking terrible. Uh, I learned that from the interview. I know I said I didn't like that movie, but I learned that from the interview <laughs> because there's a scene where they go into a grocery store and it's all paper on the walls with like <laughs> fake food. There's nothing in there. Oh, no. Um, also, what <laughs> year scared. is this? We're still in the late 70s. So oh, 1978. Okay, okay, okay. Because one of my favorite directors of all time is Korean. So when you first said that, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think he's the one that got kidnapped. No, I no, because then he wouldn't have gotten to make old boy. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, he's not the director of Old Boy. <laughs> but he gets I was like, kidnapped. my boy has been through it. so much. Okay, anyways. But, okay. And, yeah, so that's their grand plan. To get investors from foreign film festivals by being like, yeah, North Korea makes good movies. Um, So they, like, let her go to Kim Jong-il's... Uh, birthday party and like give her all kinds of nice stuff uh and she's like i don't know about all of this well about six months pass and her ex-husband sheen was like uh where is my (laughs) ex-wife i haven't heard from her in a while question mark question mark question mark and ends up going to hong kong on business himself where he is subsequently kidnapped a same freaking thing it's insane so he gets kidnapped and he is like, oh, hell to the no, I do not want to be kidnapped, and tries to escape for three years. <laughs> uh, for two of those years, they make him sit in a room. Uh, I believe it is the cross legs, hands on the knees, head bowed all the way down position for 16 hours a day. This boy did that for two years. Kill me. Um, it's he can't feel his position. neck now. Yeah, I mean, it's over now. Why? Why would you care? Uh, so he tries to escape for about three years, and they were like, look, your ex-wife is still alive. If we let you live with her, will you stop trying to escape? And he was like, okay, fine. So they are allowed to move in together, and they somehow agree. I say somehow agree to this because it's just insane flex. Kim Jong-il wants them to make 40 movies a year. What? Well, how? So much just happened in these last 10 seconds. <laughs> Wait, 44 mu- movies? Is that what you said? 40, 40 a year. Are they in porn? That's too many movies! <laughs> um. So, their whole plan is to try to get... Obviously escaped, but Sheen keeps telling Choi not to make a move until like they're 100% certain that they'll be able to do so successfully. Um, part of their plan is to convince Kim Jong-il to let them fo- film in foreign locations and with foreign actors. Um, so Kim Jong-il starts flying them around to different countries like Berlin, uh, etc. And they realize shortly that Kim Jong-il is only allowing them to go to countries that are quote-unquote behind the Iron Curtain i.e. into communism. Um, So that isn't going to work for them because everyone's on Kim Jong-il's side and that is not no bueno. Can't escape. Um, So (laughs) uh, they continue on this path. They're making crazy amounts of movies. 
Um, Choi is acting in a lot of them. And uh, they are like, hey, you know what will really convince the world that we're acting of our own volition and not because you told us to make 40 movies a year? Uh, letting us talk to foreign diplomats um, about investments. So that'll it'll make it seem like we're really on your side. Um, so they... In 1986, so this has been happening for eight years, uh, minus the three years, so five years of movie making, um, and they are allowed to go to Japan and talk to um, Japanese officials, and they're like, hey, why don't you call a taxi for this location, and we'll meet you there, and the official does so, and they jump in the taxi, and they're like, drive, get up the, get them away. And then the people that were supposed to be watching, Choi and Sheen, uh, are like, oh, fuck. There goes the people that we were supposed to be watching. Uh, and this is obviously an escape attempt. So they hop in a taxi and they go after them as well. They explain the whole thing to the Japanese official while they're racing around town. Um, and they're like, we just want to go to the U.S. Embassy. Um, and so... They are very close to getting caught, and they end up going through a light before the other car does. And so they have, like, a split second to make a decision. And then all of a sudden they get paged by the taxi dispatchers, and they're like, Hey, where are you guys going? The car that was following you wants to just make sure that they can continue following. And so they shove a whole bunch of cash in the taxi driver's hands, and they're like, Tell them we went the other way. It worked. They were, well, they were completely bamboozled. And they got to the U.S. Embassy, and the U.S. Embassy let them fly to the U.S., and we're, they're safe. Yay. Um, I would watch so, a whole movie about that. Good news, there's a movie about it. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes! Um, the movie is called... Oh, no, these are the films that they made. Recent accounts? Anyway, I'll find it. Heck yeah, that uh, sounds rash. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> there's a 2016 Sundance Film Festival movie called The Lovers and the Despot. And there's also a French TV miniseries called Kim Kong, which is very clever. Um, so they spend the next, let's see, 86 to 91 uh, five years in the U.S. and all they really want to do is go back to South Korea, their home. But Kim Jong Il took their residence card, and they were afraid that South Korea would think that they defected on purpose. Um, so they they ended up going back in 1991, but it was like 20 21 years after they had been initially captured. So fuck me up, fam. So we're left with the question. What the fuck was happening, right, in all of these stories? So, from what I can tell, the research suggests that North Korea was trying to create foreign spies that they could return to their home countries and basically cause, um, like, the, the countries to fall from the inside out. This did work in one case where teenagers who had talked to someone who was in one of the camps like, hijacked a plane to move to North Korea for training? I don't know. That's a really rare case, and who wants four teenagers? 
Also, uh, just saying this because I am that asshole, um, this sounds much like everything else that North Korea has tried to do in essence of like war tactics where it just backfires and it's really fucking stupid. Like, no, actually the most offense. You can cut this out if you think uh, Kim Jong, whichever, <laughs> will fucking call me in. Call Don't me a... kidnapped. Yeah, whatever. That's Fuck all him. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'll fucking uh, eat dumplings and throw up in his face. Anyways. Fair. Uh, when they realized that the foreign spy training program wasn't as effective as they would hope, they were Shocker. basically just... <laughs> They were basically trying to increase their ranks um, with foreigners and also build strategic relationships. So in the case with like the U.S. soldiers, they wanted um, the U.S. to like not be able to report on them because they willingly defected and they wanted to stay. Right. So they weren't technically prisoners of war. So the U.S. couldn't be like, yeah, our soldiers just walked across there. Like it wasn't suiting their agenda because we, you know, we would want to say prisoners of war look how bad north korea is but that wasn't what the story was telling they would also like marry different foreigners together um to like prevent bad media in other parts of the country um so like there just wasn't any way for other countries to talk shit about north korea and that was their that was their plan um so the japanese prisoners did get to go back um sheen and Choi did escape i think what's really funny is uh as soon as they escaped Choi or kim jong-il was like yeah i let them go don't worry about it <laughs> to save face and uh this is still happening question mark like south koreans get kidnapped like a lot like four thousand of them in two decades Maybe three decades. That's still a lot of people getting kidnapped. Um, so, like, question mark. That's North Korea. Thank you for coming to my Murder Blows talk. Oh, my God. Conspiracy. This is the wildest thing I've ever heard. I've heard a lot of wild <laughs> things out here. I just Googled strange Korean kidnapping. You, <laughs> you didn't know? I did not know. Almost 5,000 people in total. You were like, you know what movie I love? Old Boy. You know what I'd like to see? If Old Boy was based off fact. Oh, wait. <laughs> I love Old Boy. Me too. If you haven't seen I, Old Boy, this is my TED Talk on Old Boy. I don't think <laughs> I have. I've been trying to get Jeremiah to watch it for five fucking years. Yeah. We talk about it every single time. Yeah. Yeah. It's Anyways. Great uh so yeah north korea i wanted a south korean kidnapping but it's what i ended up with but south korea is not that shitty <laughs> i don't know i didn't get that far south korea like, is the fun korea right like that's where sai came from i my computer <laughs> yes because literally the article that i first pulled up was like the crazy shit that happened in north korea that nobody's talking about it's like literally and it's like an it's like a new york times article that shit Let is so wild. It. i think that's what makes me not the most upset rather but like when i haven't heard of something and then i see it on like big websites like uh like i mean just big i guess journalism sites you know not like e-news 
I, I literally almost picked a case <laughs> and then I saw that one of the like top oh, articles no. was from E! News and I was like, never mind. Even oh, if is it is seven interesting. Seven decades of North Korean kidnapping, which That's is insane. That's wild. Um, the article was, the shocking way North Koreans would kidnap random citizens off the street. And I was like, what? Uh-huh. Um, I, I wonder too. sources oh, are not Sorry. here. So... Um, they're going to be in the description box below. Like I said, it's the New York Post. I think I used uh, the HuffPost article and NBC News as well as Wikipedia. So I think... Oh, and a podcast. Oh, ooh, which podcast? Pretty, like a pretty well-produced podcast that I can't figure out. I think their theme is like news things that people don't really talk about, but it's called Futility Closet. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 270. Mm. So... <laughs> Nice. Gonna have to save that one. I like that a lot. Do you think uh when the thing that struck me odd is like when there were no sign of stro- signs of struggle or um like the girl that was like eight hundred feet away from her front door, my first thought was like that they were disguised as like police officers or something. You know what so I mean? Possible. Like they were just like, Oh, hey, like that little girl, you know, they're like hey we're you know with the police there's been an incident with your parents like we need you to come with us and then she's kidnapped or like the couple that were pulled from their vehicle or whatever like they could have just acted like they were busting them and arresting them and then they're in you know south or north korea yeah there was no further like details that i could find on the couple at lover's lane also i love that japan has a lover's lane also that like sneaking away to kiss someone in a car is like a nationwide or a universal thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone wants to be in greece suck it <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe yeah, it's crazy the the account that we do have they apparently struggled but i don't know that was wild, such a Sasha. wild story yeah for I sure like i talked a mile a minute <laughs> No, you did very good. You there was a lot of names. Right. You did great. Yeah. But I remember them all separately. I mean, I don't remember the names, but I remember <laughs> all the people separately. My thing that, like, really kind of screws me up is that artist. She was Romanian. Mm-hmm. She, like, literally someone approached her and they were like, we want to, uh, you know, help the bonds between North Korea and the rest of the world. We want you to bring your art to North Korea. And that person was probably like, oh, hell yeah, I'm doing good for the world with my art. Kidnapped. Kept in North Korea forever. Art be damned. Probably not allowed to make art anymore. Uh, Yeah, just what? (laughs) Yeah. That one's dirty. That's that's a dirty kidnapping. I think they're all dirty. (laughs) Yes. I think they're all dirty, rotten kidnappings. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think the sad thing is when Choi sees Sheen for the first time after they uh, were re- well after he was allowed to see her again was like at a party and she did not recognize him because of how frail he had become <laughs> mm-hmm. oh I left out the best part well the only good part besides <coughs> the fact that five of the Japanese prisoners got to go home uh Choi and Sheen remarried. Aww. Yeah. How sweet. They were like, we were not 
going, we were moving in very different directions before this happened, but then we ended up in the same direction. I kidnapped by North Korea for nine years. You gotta think, they don't, they probably don't fight about petty stuff. Oh god, no. They're like, layer unlocked. <laughs> He's like, did you leave the toilet seat up? He's like, um, did I stay faithful to you when we were kidnapped <laughs> and tortured and- Did I save your life? <laughs> in a North Korean camp? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm, you're right, honey. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Mm-hmm. It's that toilet seat under the bridge to me. <laughs> See what you did there. Don't know if I approve of it. <laughs> I keep having to mute because Boris is like chomping his dry food as loudly as possible. Oh, Boris, I love him. Making them, I bet he's about to either go dig in the litter box or yowl at the door. We'll see. I hope he yowls. He's my favorite yowler. Oh my God. Jarvis, like, okay, so we have like a, a headboard that's like wide enough for the cats to walk on. And so they'll like walk across it and fuck with the shit on my nightstand. So I'll wake up. Bastards. I hate them. I love them. <laughs> And so I put my giant stuffed whale shark <laughs> on it so they couldn't get to the the edge to fuck with the shit. And uh, I watched, I pretend, I was pretending to sleep because if you move, like you wake up and you stretch, they sense it and they will not stop. It's relentless. But if you stay very still, they are unaware that you are awakened. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I roll over in bed, cats. like still asleep and just roll over, Boris is like, oh, Time to get up! Meow. 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 Yep. Hello. Oh my god. <laughs> I... But I watched Jarvis bitch slap my whale shark, his name is Whalebur, off the thing. He was like, fuck you. And then like went to fuck with the shit. And I was like, that is my child. <laughs> I love my whale shark. He's I... like, I am your child. <laughs> so when we stayed with uh when Sasha so lovingly let us stay the night at her house in Nashville. Uh, <laughs> I John hates cats. Always hated cats. I just think he's never been around one that long. And I'd say like a couple of beers in the night he got a tattoo. Him and Jeremiah, they cracked me up first of all because they were talking about really deep stuff, but both of their eyes were closed. Like <laughs> both Jeremiah and John were talking about the benefits of working for the company that Jeremiah works for. <laughs> and they both had their eyes closed because they were so tired. But anyway, I got a video of John playing with uh, Princess Harvey. And I kept showing it to him the next day. I was like, look, we should get a cat. Look at this. She loves you. He was like, <laughs> no, no, no. And then when Jeremiah and John were talking, Jeremiah was like, don't do it. Please, for the love of God, don't do it. They'll wake you up. You don't want to be woken up. 6 a.m. They're bitches. <laughs> He literally said they're bitches like three times. <laughs> they're such bitches. Um, I will have you know, though, ever since uh, Jeremiah and John had that discussion, he's been like searching for jobs at that it. at that company. There's nothing for him to do. <laughs> There's nothing in that line of work. And he's like, what if I just went? What if I just went and did it? What if we moved to Asheville? What if I did it? What? What if he did? I was oh like, my god, please move to Nashville. I don't really care about anything else. Just move to Nashville. I saw him scrolling on his phone and he was looking up the benefits that they offer. They're great. <laughs> I'll tell you the number one benefit. This motherfucker right here lives here. <laughs> we could have American Horror Story Nights, even though I don't really watch it anymore. I don't either, but we could watch the first three seasons could, and call it good. Could, <laughs> just repeat. <laughs> 
Just the first two. John can hang out with Bela. I think she's nicer than Boris, so... Oh my god. Don't expose him to Boris. Hello? (laughs) I don't know. That's pretty fucking cute. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I still want a cat, but... I don't know. So what do we like this week? I like Audible. Okay. I haven't done this one yet. I know Viola did for, like, all of last year, but yeah, we're not sponsored yet. But, um... I... Got it as a Christmas present to myself, and I had already I had it before because I listened to "Stay Sexy, Don't Get Murdered," and then I canceled it in a month's time, so I didn't have to pay for it. Hey, and then I was like, you know what? I'll get it back. So I got it back, and I uh, listened to Billy Jensen's book "Chase Darkness" with me. Ooh. Oh my god, it's so good. Have you listened to it? Mm-mm. It's no. so interesting. He talks about. He started as just a journalist, and then he got into, like, doing true crime journalism, but then he got into, like, posting these ads on Facebook and, like, going through the demographics and spending his own money so people could see these ads about people that were, I don't know, so crazy, how social media had such a big part in what he did and how much he had to do with Michelle's book, but only after she passed away. So I was going to, I was actually going to recommend that because that's, um, okay. I'm a big, uh, Patton Oswalt fan and mm-hmm. that's his wife or late wife. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> also audible does this great thing. Sorry. I know this is your section, but, no. um, like this year they did a thing where every book on audible was half off. Wow. What? Yeah. And some books were like 80% off. Like I bought two three four five i think about like six books for like five bucks a piece um they're really great yeah i missed that one i'm a big fan (laughs) (laughs) i like when Um, you post your badges oh i love the badges i'm addicted i've been doing really bad in november and december but um yeah i'm so excited for you november and december has been fucking crazy so you good But yeah, that's what I like. I like ice skating. You're killing it. <laughs> Thank you. I like it a lot. It's my favorite. <laughs> I am gonna get good. So, watch out, world. Your first... Let's give it, like, two years. Your first 32-year-old Olympian. Oh, I'm into it. I'm here for you, uh, 32 Tanya Harding. Oh, God. She was an icon. I knew of her because it was, like, 1996, and I've always been into figure skating. But, like, I, at six years old, did not comprehend her fucking struggle. And, like, I watched this one performance where, like, she didn't have a lot of money. Was it the one where she, like, cried and, like, lost her shit? Her skate snapped. Her lace snapped. And for those of you who don't skate, you you have to have ankle support or like you're gonna fuck up your legs you were <laughs> as my coach described it today he was like the person that invented the sport is a little bit cuckoo someone was literally like let's put knives on shoes and play on the ice <laughs> and so like <laughs> i like it scary if you think about it that way and so like she couldn't skate her her routine and like was just like fucking and it's it's like a performance it's high pressure like I just saw the local performance and every skater fell. But you know they landed 
all of their jumps in practice every time. But pre- like the pressure, it's a lot. You're on the ice. The ice is different every time you skate. Like it's just <sighs> so you know she had like hyped herself up for that performance, and that for that to have happened in like the first thirty seconds on like nothing important. You know it like fucked her up and then she came back and she nailed it it was great loved it but that means she was wearing a pair of skates that she wasn't used to which i can tell you i go i used to rent skates until last week and there were two pairs in my size and i could tell you which day i got which pair because i liked one pair better than the Ooh. other so anyway so follow well. your dreams it's not too late yeah also watch i Tanya. oh yeah I it's incredible it's honestly like legit really good i was very shocked i'm not big into ice skating um but i like alice and janney <laughs> so I think what really fucks with my brain there is that people called her ugly in her time and uh, oh like, yeah she was like garbage but she's um, beautiful she is really pretty but i think it was just like i mean she was kind of redneck you know like she was just different she's from different it's all in like eugene oregon right yeah yeah yeah. boonies yeah it's like a college town in boonies and Mm. she wanted to do all of her performances to like southern like rock songs and yeah she was just different and in the like i guess in that world there is no different there's still no different today it's insane yeah it's wild especially because tanya harding was so good and so iconic like someone lost potentially lost their uh allegedly i guess is the better phrase lost their career you know over her Hmm. it's very fascinating very fascinating I forgot about that part. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) I think that just makes her, like, way more iconic. Very interesting uh, person. But I'm also, you're very interesting for learning how to ice skate. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I skated for eight weeks, I think, was the first first program that I've been going three times a week. And I'm like, well, I got to get better off the ice. So, like, I'm back in the gym picking up heavy shit. Like, it's, and I'm like, I got to do it. And it's not. As miserable as it was before. Still miserable, do not get me wrong. But the inspo is there. Gotta get good, fam. Inspo. You're killing it. Thanks. Violet, what do you like? Um, let's see. What does Violet like this week? Ugh. I, I'm groaning because, like, oh my gosh. It's, like, no surprise. It's literally, the like, my favorite thing in the whole world. But... Lately here, I've noticed that, like, over the last couple of months, I guess, I haven't found joy in doing the things I love, i.e. watching movies. Um, And, like, I get really down on myself for just kind of vegging out and watching movies. Um, Especially horror movies. They were really, like, bumming me out for some reason. Not sure why. Like, October was rough for me to, like... Like, I felt like I had to watch horror movies and I didn't want to for some reason. Yeah, it was very odd. But uh, lately, I think I've watched, like, at least two movies a day uh, in the last couple weeks. And I've just had, like, a blast watching them. Even movies that I, like, didn't like, I still enjoyed, like, the act of watching them. I binge-watched a TV show and, like, loved that. I'm just finding enjoyment in the things that I really do enjoy. Uh, and it was odd to not have that for a minute, if that makes sense. It was very odd. Like, I know I saw really good movies during that time, 
but like I couldn't tell you what they were. Hashtag but I watched, depression. yeah. But yeah. I watched like two like pretty mediocre, low budget horror movies and just that's right, boy. <laughs> tell me about your feelings. Oh my god! Oh my god! Ugh. Boris, what do you like this week? Is it your baby sister? No. It's not. It's not. Not yet. Not his baby sister. They're they're struggling. Um, well, they're not friends. No. Oh no. He hates her. Each other. Yeah. He. Hi. She's very curious about him. Wants to be his friend, and he's like, "Don't touch me. Don't look at me. Don't think about me. Don't exist." In fact, I think he's stressing out because he's realizing that she's been everywhere in the room. <laughs> he's just like she what shit is? my litter box. She crawled on my perch. She sat on my bed. <clears throat> um, but anyways. Yeah, so I like horror movies. What a shocker. <laughs> you re-love horror movies. Re-re-re-re-love, yes. Love it. Well, that's it. Welcome right. back to Murder Blows. Oh, we named y'all. Oh! Yes! Oh my gosh. You will no longer be blowies. <laughs> I never approved of that one. R.I.P. Blowies. That I was loved great. it, but but the name that my lovely, lovely fiance talking about it again when we were reunited. Can't wait to tell Cody. I feel so bad we didn't. Um, also, you might get this announcement to the sound of Boris scratching diligently in his litter box. Um, <laughs> At episode ninety nine, ninety eight. 90 something. Welcome to the family, Blowhards. Blowhards! We love you. Ooh. Uh, so much. Bye. Bye. Adios, Blowhards. <laughs> Sayonara. Bye. Oh, I almost ended the call instead of the recording. Uh.